welcome to the tech segment of We're Drunk and We Know Things. We're recording this week in the Troubadour. Truby, 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 Truby. Truby. Ah. Oh, that was oh, nice. Um, yeah, podcast. So we're doing a podcast. It's a tech one. It's a tech one. We're drunk and we know things. Uh, we're drinking, I'm drinking London Pride now because Liberation IPA was too hoppy from my tiny hungover mouth. And this week we're talking about onion rooting, which apparently is also known as Tor, who I thought was a misspelled Marvel superhero. I... I couldn't be less clueless, so let's let's get stuck in. That's what I do. I drink. And I know things. So onion rooting. Yeah. Apparently. This one's fun. Honestly. This is what happens when you have to dig through the alphabet for technology. Of all of the tech subjects we've done, I've at least heard. What else the did we have on the poll for this one? Online. I honestly don't uh, remember. Oncology? No. Um, operating systems. O- OSs? Yeah, we did have OSs. Yeah, no, uh, basically, yeah. there were a million and one other options. Yeah, definitely. Other options. See, oh, oh. Oh, very um, good. You know, um, Object orientation. No, they decided oh, we want to do onion rooting. And I was like, all right, whatevs. And it turns out, as with most of these topics, that when you start digging into it, right. it's actually more interesting than you might think. Well, I'll be the judge of that, but let's do it. Cool. So, <laughs> um, let's start with uh, what onion rooting and, and tor basically does well that is a good place to start. it's a system to allow anonymous access to uh, resources over the internet red red red, red lights are going off my head already but okay go on Aha. Um, a, a quote from I think a random wikipedia article because I kind of phoned in the research this month you should just made up uh, a name Tor is not meant to completely solve the issue of anonymity on the web. Tor is not designed to completely erase tracks, but instead to reduce the likelihood uh, by which sites can track actions and data back to a given user. Okay. Okay, good. So with all that in mind, let's have a look at the history. I'm a bit scared. The year is 1603. <laughs> oh, God. No, Onions were a thing. <laughs> We were talking about the... The Onion Knight had just... uh, So Francis Drake bought an onion bag and gave it to Queen Victoria and she gave him a rim job. I don't know. No, we are actually in the mid-90s. So Friends is a thing. Okay. Um, What else happened in the mid-90s? Joey is massive. I lost my... No. Uh, I I lost my good coat that I'd had for quite some time as a teenager. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't lose anything else in the mid-90s. I don't think what I lost in the mid-90s. No, I haven't got anything funny to add. Let's go. Of, of all the things I lost in the mid-90s, I miss my mind the most. There you go. Um, and the United States Naval Research Laboratory... Of course. ...are looking to develop uh, a mechanism by which they can basically protect communication right. across uh, a network such as the internet. Okay. Which was invented already. Because they need to protect communications? Yeah. Right. Um, and what we've got is three employees, the Naval Research Lab, Paul Siverson who's a mathematician by right. trade, okay. uh, Michael G. Reed, and Donald Goldschlag. They definitely all passed basic training in the American Navy. Well, the Navy employs scientists and programmers and stuff. Did Goldschlag? Yes. Did he go on to invent a horrible liqueur? <laughs> no. You know what cuts your throat Maybe. and that's why you absorb more alcohol? <gasps> it's oh. definitely not a thing. Why do we all think that was true? Sounds like marketing bullshit. Yeah. 
Um, you, just, you just have a sparkly shit the next day. That's all yeah. that is. <laughs> but who doesn't want that when you wake up horrifically hungover from a night out? You just want to be able to look down into the bowl. And glittering and be, oh, your Guinness. It's shiny. It's very exciting. One um, time uh, when I got home from the pub, I ate a whole jar of pickled beetroot because I was really drunk. And then I took a pee in the night and I was so scared. I woke up my housemate and was like, oh my God, I'm pissing blood. And he was like, no, you, you ate a whole jar of beetroot, mate. And that's why I was peeing red. Lovely. So onion rooting. <laughs> um, um, the basic project that they came up with was designed, I say, to protect US intelligence communications. Okay. So this is actually a spy program, basically, SIGINT. Awesome. Or anti-SIGINT, depending on which way you look at it. Okay. Um, and it was then taken forward by an organisation called DARPA. Sure. As the in, guys from Lost. As in DARPA and Greg. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we both made two separate... Okay, fine, yeah. let's go. <laughs> Um, yeah, so DARPA uh, took the forward in about 97. Okay. Uh, now, DARPA are the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency. I thought it was the Department for Aardvarks, Retards, Pasta and Arseholes. Artichokes. artichokes. Pasta and Artichokes. I always get that last one wrong. No, uh, DARPA basically are <laughs> the US military right. kind of quango, I guess. Uh, they right. also kind of invented the internet. Okay. I thought um, that was Tim Berners-Lee. No, he invented the web. And porn. We will see. We won't see. He's never talking to us ever. Um, now, well, funny enough, Al Pacino is it? No, I'm kidding. That's a throwback. Anyway, let's, let's move. Or on. forward, depending on which world you're listening to these. <laughs> yeah. The alpha version of Tor was developed by Siversen and two other developers, uh, Roger Dingledean. <laughs> right. Sure. Goldschlag Is this the episode Where you replaced? just make A load of shit up And I'm just like Yeah sure why not I never know what he's talking about So I guess it's true It doesn't happen very often I have to fact check the name Dingledean no, Dingledean right. Legit Legit developer And uh, <laughs> Nick Matthewson Oh well that one's too boring Because what his dad was up. called Matt, 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 Matt. Steve that's it, nailed it. <laughs> I'm making a joke before you have a chance to. Okay, um, go on. And uh, they basically took the same concepts they were working on, the Navy, and they built out something that they refer to as the Onion Routing Project. Right. The Onion Routing. T-O-R. Oh, very good. Uh, but why onions? Ah, uh, we'll get to it. I'm doing what I said I wouldn't do, and I? No, it's fine. Why okay. onions is a great question. Good. Um, so they launched the initial alpha in uh, September, 20th of September, 2002. My birthday, 20th of September. Great, amazing. Oh, what was your first pet's name? I was 19. It was... Uh... <laughs> What's your mother's maiden name again? But you never know the year. So the Onion Rooting... Project. Project. The P is... Uh, Small. It should be called Torp then, shouldn't it? It should. <laughs> oh, you Torp. Oh, they're so clever. Then again, it was a Navy project, so Torp is probably already in significant use. Sure, okay. Um, do you want to know how it works? Well, yeah, ideally. Right, it's going to be... <laughs> I mean, that potentially, is how this works, isn't Potentially, it? this is where things get a little bit painful. Oh, good. Is this um, a bit where I glaze over? No, because okay. I'm going to teach you Oh, it's going to be interesting. Things. Okay, that's fine now. Right, so... Um, <laughs> Tor uses a combination of uh, the concept of multi-party or peered communication. Ah, yes. And layers of encryption. Okay. And the layers are where the onion bit comes from. It's like onion rings. Yes, it's layers and skins. Uh, and Yes. You know, I had an inkling, but I didn't want to preempt you, so yeah. that's very good. There you go. Yeah. Uh, that's literally as cool as the onion bit gets. All right. Is um, that the end of the podcast? 
No. Oh, okay. So, let's say that you wanted to send a message, not just securely, because we covered this in the first ever episode of We're Drunk and We Know Things. Sure, I remember uh, that. When we talked about encryption. I remember Um, Asymmetrical encryption. Asymmetric encryption, yes. The the title of that podcast is as much as I remember about it, so that's perfect. (laughs) Good stuff. (laughs) Do you remember where we were? No. Um, So, if you wanted to secure a message, then you could encrypt it, and nobody could read it without the encryption keys. Okay. But they would still know that if you, for example, were to give me an encrypted message, they would still be able to observe the fact that you gave that message uh, so to me. they know where it came from. So they know that they need to try and look at it into unencrypt it because it came from the US Navy. Uh, indeed. So they need to disguise um, the fact. And also, frankly, if they were going to lean on somebody to get the encryption key to break it, right. they know exactly who that is. Oh, they need to go. So yeah. they can just go and, you know. Like in Ocean's Eleven, they need the pass key so they get the security card because they know he works at the casino. So encryption isn't enough to assure ensure total anonymity. Sure. What you also need is to remove the immediacy of the link between you and the party that you want to right. communicate with. Right. So how many people do we need to um, totally anonymize a conversation? Okay. Let's put it this way. If you wanted to give a message to me, ignore the encryption part of it for now, mm-hmm. um, if you give it directly to me, it's really obvious that you're giving me a message. But if I give it to someone else to give it to you? Yeah. Right. Then they're observing you giving, say, our producer a message, mm-hmm. and then they observe the producer giving me a message. Okay. Now that in and of itself is better, but it's still not great. Sure. So, how about if you gave the message to our producer, who gave it to one of his friends, who gave it to one of her friends, who gave it to me? Okay. And then when I was sending the response back, I gave it to a different friend, who gave it to our producer, who gave it to one of your friends, who gave it to you. Don't know me or you. No. But they know all the intermediary links. So there is a, a buffer layer. There is a layer of separation at all times between the communicating parties and all of the other layers. So if I may ask a question. Yes. Which hopefully isn't getting ahead of ourselves. We'll see. You know in films, when they're trying to trace a call or something like that, or they're trying to trace where the uplink is from, mm-hmm. and they're like, they're routing through Cuba, Helsinki, other countries, I can just think of those too, and it, they're like bouncing around on a map. You've seen films. Yes. That's what this is. Effectively, yeah. Okay. This is bouncing uh, communication through multiple points yeah. to basically make it much Disguise harder to work out where they are. Where it came from. Uh, where it okay. came from, where it's going. Yeah. Now, we've also got the uh, addition that it's not good enough to simply give the message to our producer who would give it to a friend who give it to a friend who give it to me. Right. Because any one of them could just open the envelope and be like, ha <laughs> I can't think of a fun secret message. Picture of a dick. (laughs) This is going to the go-to for this podcast. It's a dick, isn't it? (laughs) Dicks. Tim Berners-Lee, dicks. So what you actually need to do is encrypt the message. Right. And And so those intermediaries don't have the encryption keys. Ah, they do. Because here's the best bit. And this is the bit about Tor that is absolutely brilliant. So uh, because it uses public-private key, Mm -hmm. um, you as the sender can encrypt a message so that anybody in that chain yeah. can read it. Right. And what you actually do is you encrypt the original message, nice and small, mm-hmm. so that only I can read it. Yeah. And then you take that encrypted message and you encrypt that Right. so, so that the next person yeah. can read it. Right. And you put a little note in there as well to say send it on right. to this, this individual, this address. Okay. And then you take that and you wrap it up again, and you encrypt it with another little note. So it's a to different send level this of address. encryption with every. So what you end up with is it's like an encryption through. past the parcel. Right. Yeah. 
Okay. And every single time you send it on, you are able to, the next person is able to either decrypt it, work out where it's going next, but they can't read the message. Okay. I'm Got with it? you. Yes, I'm with cool. you. Yes, okay. Right, yeah. So this is basically how Tor works. Okay. Um, there's not much more to it, to be honest. Cool. Well, it's, it's been great. Yeah. Thanks amazing. so much. Um, this has been... The only slight complicating factor is that, obviously, when we're talking about network encryption and network communication, we tend to be talking about something that goes there and back. You ask uh, okay. a request, yep. and you get a response. Yeah. Like jazz. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, fucking so, how the Tor project handles this is it allows exactly the same process, but in reverse for the response. Okay. So at this point, the respondent then takes the message, builds up the past the parcel, and chucks it back into the network. Right. Whew. Um, the Tor project operates solely and only because it has many nodes. What's a node? Anybody on the network who's playing ball. Okay. Um, so, uh, as a user of the network, you may well actually just be outside it and using it to communicate. Right. Inside the network, there will be uh, individuals who operate as one of three different flavors of node. Um, there are uh, entrance nodes. Right. And these are the ones that you can initially connect to to send messages into the network. Okay. Uh, by and large, they're pretty safe, to be honest. Um, running one of those is not a problem. There are relay nodes who right. are like the friend of a friend the inside. Pass, the parcel along is they are they are passing along the parcels, yeah, right. okay, yeah. and they're really safe because right. everything's encrypted and you yeah. can't see anything at all. They can only and read the encryption. Of yeah, the total along the plausible deniability, right? Right, sure. And then, well, then we have the type of node that causes a few issues for the Tor network, uh, and these are the exit nodes. So that's you receiving the message, which is the final point yeah. before I receive the message. Okay. So if you think in terms of standard web traffic, right. you would send a request. You would say, I would like www.bigblackbutts.com. It's true. I would like that. Um, and anybody who can see that request going out onto the internet <laughs> right. can basically, even if they can't read the actual response, they can see that you made a request for that page. And they can infer things from it. They can judge you, right? Okay, yeah, sure. Now, the trouble with the Tor project is a lot of people use it to anonymize their traffic. Um, but an exit node still has to actually go and ask a web server, would you mind giving me right. the so, homepage so of... So it suddenly becomes quite unanonymous then. Well, well at least it's a marker. The thing of... is that the exit node is asking for it, right. but it's not for them. Because they're just going to uh, take it, wrap it back up in a parcel and, and send it so back. many different people... Previously, that actually it still disguises. Quite. Okay, but the trouble with the exit node is it's a bit like um, the kind of like final leg of a drugs courier. You know, okay. They're the ones on the hook because they're the ones actually asking right. the rest of the internet for whatever content so it is. They know they're carrying a load of drugs, but they're giving it to someone else and it's not for them, but actually they are still holding a load of drugs. Yeah, effectively. Right. And depending on which jurisdiction the exit node operates in, that can cause problems. Sure. Because there have been all sorts of lawsuits about, you know, you uh, can't claim defensive it's shared Wi-Fi. You're knowingly a facilitator of this or whatever. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, okay. So exit nodes are tricky, and we'll, we'll come back to those in a moment. Okay. So despite the fact that this was invented by, effectively, the Navy and mm -hmm. developed by the military, yep. um, the Tor project was uh, open-sourced, near as damn it. Okay. Um, and was made available for wider use. Sure. And Otherwise, if there's only one person using it, it's pretty 
obviously is using it. Yeah, well, I mean, it, yeah. it works fairly well, but you okay. need a network of people and these okay. all these different nodes to work properly. You need to be distributed yeah. across different countries, sure. different okay. organizations, yeah. Yeah, and sense. different uh, ideologies. Mm. Um, one of the things that uh, Tor, people immediately think about when they think about Tor is uh, they think about something called the dark net. Right. And actually what we've talked about thus far is how Tor was built to work yeah. is actually as a tunneling mechanism. Okay. You, you go across and through a layer yeah. to pop back up into clear space. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, you know, you want to access this website here or send a message to this server there. Um, but the idea is very much that you transition into Tor space yeah. or the darknet right. and then come back out again. So is the darknet called the darknet because it is dark as in everyone's anonymous in it? The darknet is, yeah, because you don't so know what's in there. So did Tor invent the darknet then? No. That already exists. The anonymous, horrible, terrifying internet where people are buying terrible things like marijuana. Uh, I, we already it exist. Depends on how you define the dark net. So the concept of uh, dark net was around when ARPANET uh, first invented the internet. Okay. Um, and these were basically networks that were not connected to ARPANET. Okay. So they were just dark. You couldn't sure. access them from the main central network. Okay. Right, you had okay. to um, uh, dial and in via a different connection or what have you. Through say my uh, Safari uh, phone. No, I'm kidding. No, um, honestly, you, you don't. Scary. You don't. <laughs> Okay. Uh, you can't. Um, so what we have inside of, of the Tor protocol, uh, almost uh, it was designed in, but it's almost kind of a side effect, okay. is rather than sending messages to go through and then out again, right. what if you were sending messages that went through, but one of the people inside the network could just answer it directly? Right. So rather than having to pass a message along, it was actually a message that just entered the Tor and just network, yeah, and, and you were talking to somebody directly within the Tor network, right. and they answered yeah. straight back again. Okay. And this like is something someone that's... in the field that's undercover or whatever, a spy that needs to be anonymous, that wouldn't want to necessarily be... Yeah, so it's another layer of anonymity, because sure. the minute you want to run a web server or a website, mm -hmm. you have to engage with all sorts of people. Yeah. And we're going to talk about this in a minute as well, okay. when we talk about how you can attack Tor. But okay. actually, running something anonymous online is quite hard to do. Sure. Because it's quite well regulated, believe it or not, okay, yeah. for the internet. Yeah. Um, and there are all sorts of problems with running a website in, yeah. in true anonymity. Okay. Tor introduces the concept of something called uh, the .onion uh, domain or onion space. Right. Onion space. <laughs> I know. Okay. Yeah, um, it's a very, it, this, is like, this is a very scary concept that they can't take seriously because it's called onion space, but okay, fine, right? <laughs> now, what the dark net basically means is communication inside this network that doesn't leave. Okay. Um, and that is where um, a whole bunch of stuff kind of came to light. Um, so all of the badness that you've heard about the dark net, sure. which let's face it, some of it is pretty People fucking using bad. It for bad shit. You know, um, pedophiles. Yes. Just, just <clears throat> off the top of my head. Yeah, that's like number one example. Thanks of, the Uno. navy. Um, <laughs> Who'd have thought the navy would have brought? Anyway, anyway. <laughs> well, we we come on to that as well in a moment. Oh, oh good. Um, <laughs> So the darknet basically consists of a series of addresses that end in uh, the domain .onion. Um, right. They're quite hard to read. They're not like, you know, bbc.co.uk or something. Right. They're bbc.co.onion. Um, no, they're not. They're a random private key, or public key, rather. Right. So a random um, hash yeah. of gibberish. Yeah, yeah. So inside the darknet, 
Traffic is run basically across two servers that are also connected directly to the Tor network. Now, these would normally just be relay nodes. Um, but what they can actually do is set up websites on these .onion addresses okay. um, that allow them to publish that content. Okay. It's only ever accessible if you are connected into the Tor network. Okay. Um, without being connected into it, you can't really access it. Not entirely true. There are proxies that will allow you to. Okay. But using them is a really bad idea because, as we've identified, a lot of the darknet is quite grubby yeah. and possibly illegal. Um, well, that's the reason that... Why would people use it otherwise, outside of espionage and things like that? I mean, well, are there legitimate uses for the darknet? Yeah, of course Outside so. of, like, governmental whatever. Well, any know? situation where... I mean, we have an entire section coming up where we talk about social yeah, impact I, I and what have you. I apologize. It's sorry. fine. You, you, you <laughs> Look can. how polite I am in this podcast. I apologize. Please, please, <laughs> please continue. Moving on. Um, what's kind of interesting is that the Tor network was built to be incredibly secure... Right. But has been uh, subject to allegedly two significant attacks um, in the past couple of years. And this is attacks on the naval use of it? No, this is attacks on the general, general use of it, because okay. the Navy gave it to the people, right? Okay, so, so this is attacks on um, the general use of it, okay. And both of these use something that's referred to as the Sybil attack. Okay, you uh, know she slept with Elvis. Do you remember that show, Sybil? That was good. Um... And this is the idea that any trustless... Well, I'm not saying I mean, anyway, go on. You could just say, oh, really? Oh, That's interesting. Oh, Tell yeah. me more. Sybil, please go on. C-Y-B-I-L or... No, S-Y-B-I-L. Oh, okay. The other one, yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is the idea that any trustless peer-to-peer-based system can be effectively compromised if you take over a sufficient number of nodes... Okay. So yeah, think back sure. to yeah, our situation, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Because um, when we were talking about past the parcel, we were yeah. talking about friends of friends. The so reality if it's not actually is, individuals, if it's one person or one individual owning twenty-five nodes, you then effectively you increase the yeah. odds that you will actually see maybe two of those yeah, parcels. Okay, yeah, of course. If yeah. you own enough, you got ten parcels. You can build a picture which tells you. Yeah, and oh, if you own okay. enough nodes, you actually own all the parcels. So it's okay. as if they weren't using the system at all. Right. Okay. Um, it's all about getting them nodes. Now, there's been one serious, seriously large um, civil attack against the Tor network. Okay. Um, there was another one uh, that kind of gained a bit of traction in the media around about the same time that they busted uh, a chap called Russ Albright. Okay. Albright. Albright. Um, right. For yeah, running the, uh, a little website that you might have heard of called The Silk Road. Oh, yeah, I've heard of that. Yes. Yeah. Um, Turns oh, that's out. like proper, like, hey, do you want to buy some drugs? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, of course. Hey, do you want to buy a hitman? Hey, hey, anyone? You remember Al-Qaeda? All that kind of stuff. Yeah. Sure. So it turns out that actually they nailed Albright right. using very traditional detective work. So is that... And they didn't break the network at all. That's like what you were saying before. It's like, just because you're not directly involved in the crimes, you're facilitating those crimes by being this... Post as well, were. partially, but don't forget that if you're using something like uh, the Silk Road was an onion site, so it okay. stayed within the darknet, okay, yeah. there's never an exit node, right? Okay, yeah, sure, of course. Um, yeah. but there are servers, and, and there he was are the people. creator and the whatever yeah. of that, okay. And this is the problem with anonymity is that it's actually really hard to remain completely anonymous online, yeah, yeah. because your computer leaks so much information about you, and motherfuckers brag, and you <laughs> leak so much information yeah, sure. about you. So yeah. you register a, a, an account... Did they catch him because he told loads of people that he created it? No. <laughs> he went down the pub and was like, that's totally me. Yeah. I'm the fucking best. Great, you're nicked. 
Um, no. Okay. But um, they did catch him basically because he slipped up and okay. used the same, uh, I think, the same computer to connect to a chat system. Right. That wasn't protected oh, by the Tor really? platform. So like, oh, we recognise that computer. Yep. You're Nick's son. And it's the same IP address, same fingerprints. <gasps> and by that I mean not actual fingerprints. This I mean is how computer far we've fingerprints. Come in the last 14 months. I get that. Holy shit. This. I, I seriously, I've never been so proud of myself. I mean, the scary thing is that if you think about it, if you wanted to set up a completely online anonymous identity right now, how did he not think to use? How did he not have two computers? He literally could have avoided it by having two laptops. Um, I think it was more that he accessed it from the same. I mean, that's place. the problem. Sorry, the same place. Sorry, from the same, the same place, place and yeah. therefore has the same yeah, idea. Yeah, right? yeah, of course. Sorry, um, yeah, and yeah. he was trying. To, he was meant to use a VPN to uh, obfuscate all of this, and, and he forgot he to switch Tinder. it on, or it didn't work. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, it just goes to show that it's really, really, really hard. If so, certainly, oh. if somebody is looking for you, it is very hard to remain <laughs> unseen like, online. Stuck in Resident Evil. I need to look something up on a chat room. IGN.com. Busted. Ah. <laughs> yeah, he went a polygon and looked at a walkthrough and now he's fucked. <laughs> That's like Al Capone tax charges. They like catch him on some accidental slip that they. You oh, know, yeah, totally. Because bear in mind that the Silk Road was huge, right? It sure. was the biggest black market, online black market in the world. Yeah. It was transacting. So, so by de facto, the biggest black market in the of world. dollars. Yeah. Well, yeah, but people always say that it's like, oh, this is the biggest online black market. No, this was the biggest online, yeah, the biggest yeah, black yeah. market ever. Yeah, yeah. Um, you buy anything. Yeah. Um, and, because and when you say anything, it's not like when people say you could buy anything. You could actually. It's not, it's not like Walmart. A serial number. It's not like Harrods want, yeah, where you can yeah. buy you anything. Yeah, it's yeah. like, no, no literally seriously. anything. Do you want a child slave? Probably go on Zip yeah, yeah. There was some dark, dark stuff on there. Yeah, so the Silk Road actually was in some ways restricted. They wouldn't sell anything, anything. Okay. Um, but there were other marketplaces that absolutely would. Sure. And uh, because of the, um, I mean, it's the amazing grouping in the US uh, law enforcement. So the FBI were looking for him. Uh -huh. uh, the mm -hmm. CIA were probably funding him for all we right, yeah, well, yeah, probably. Um, the NSA were looking for well, him. The Navy invented the technology for him, so yeah. yeah. Um, and ATF were looking for him. Oh, yeah, ATF, alcohol, tobacco, uh, Alcohol, arms. check, yeah, yeah. tobacco, check, firearms, yeah, yeah. not so much, but hey. Yeah. Um, and it was a nationwide online digital manhunt, wow. basically. Okay. Yeah, wow. So he makes this one little slip up, and that was it. They got it. Wow. So how long did he get put away? Do you know? I don't. Sorry, this is a bit um, weird. Is he in jail now? Is he, he is, and is I he, believe it is was... Is it a catch me if you can situation was either, where he's working for the government? He either got down for life, right. um, or it was one of those ridiculous... Consecutive life sentences. Oh, like forty consecutive life yeah, sentences. He ain't getting out. Right. Okay. Um, so, I love that he's like the most dangerous criminal in the world, and he's clearly like he's a nerd with a laptop. It's so good. I love it. I mean, the trouble is gone are the days of Al Capone with a bloody Tommy gun. It's just a dude with a laptop. So the trouble is, I, it's not our place on this podcast to judge. I don't think. Really? We judge we do, we do quite a lot of it. We, we are, in fact, incredibly judgmental. Skeletor in the last one we did. Right, so and we I'll do judge. Um, but yeah, his entire approach to this was very uh, libertarian and sure. it's like freedom to do whatever you want. as opposed to trying to be a shady dude. Yeah, the reality is But also a shady dude. <laughs> he was a shady dude. Yeah. And a lot of the people who transacted on the Silk Road were yeah. effectively drug dealers. Yes, exactly. Um, exactly. And a lot of the people who traded on the marketplaces that came to replace it, yeah. because nature abhors a vacuum, of course. even in the dark net, yeah. um, were even worse. Yeah, yeah I um, Moving quickly on from onion rooting, which I think we've got a good handle on, right? Right. 
So there is also something called garlic rooting. Fuck off. No, there's not. No, this is a lie. This is Pieful Tower. You're trying it on and you, it was a nice try, Rob. Garlic rooting. Because it's like a bulb of garlic. There are lots of different cloves. And the cloves are nodes or something. I've nailed it, haven't I? Actually, the cloves are messages, but yes, oh. you have. <laughs> I've bundled up my messages. Yes, so, so send them through. The idea oh, is that work. rather than having a single message per pass the parcel, you if you put in. loads of different messages in, all yeah. encrypted separately, yeah. the signal-to-noise ratio increases, so it's much harder to work out where they're going. Okay. So they all split off at different points. Right, okay, yeah. Think Ocean's Eleven, where they all just walk off at the end from right. the Bellagio Fountains. <laughs> Carl Rand is on his own at the end. Yeah, so garlic rooting is an extension or an addition to the onion rooting system. When you wrote garlic rooting down on the outline that you share with me, I was like, it's a wind up. It's funny because it's onion in it. Onion and garlic, it's funny. Again, I'm not entirely convinced that this isn't something you've. If you've nope, made this up is this legit, whole podcast, I'm and you very, can verify it because it's actually used as the core protocol of another darknet technology. I'm not going to remember doing this podcast. No, it's fine. Other people can verify. I'm not making this up. Yeah, other it's, people. It's used as the core um, anonymity technology in a different uh, darknet or, an, sorry, anonymizing network right. called I2P. <laughs> I2P. Yeah. In a couple of minutes, I am going to need to I2P. 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 Um, can't remember what ITP stands for because I've phoned in the research on this one. I'll have a go. It's like the internet. I2P. I, I, internet. Internet totally is private. I2P. I. It's the digit two. I2 piss. Internet two pisses. Indigo two pineapples. Interact to polish. <laughs> God. The invisible internet project. There we go. So it's I squared or something. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but this is that a, was a community reference. I wasn't being homophobic. No, no, well, this I was, is. But it was just. Anyway. This is a, a similar basic kind of technology to Tor, but with a couple of different advancements and what right. have you. So, um, let's talk uh, briefly let's. about potential uses for something like the Tor system. Drugs, child slaves, and Guns. its potential social impact. Terrorism. So, go on, keep going. We've terrorism, had drugs, Guns. terrorism, espionage. Yep. Uh, um, basically anything, right? But you well, don't want any, anything you don't want anyone to know about. I mean, this is the key thing: is that fundamentally, it's a tool. Fundamentally, you're, you're, you're a, a tool. tool. Anyway, sorry, go on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, even when I was writing the notes, I was like, "This is going." <laughs> Did you to really? Like, yeah. He's definitely going to yeah. say that. Okay, yeah. Um, but it is. Um, it is. It, it's a hammer. It's a gun. Sure. It's, it's in and of itself. It, it is whatever it you want to be. It can be super dodgy, or it can just be for people that think the internet should be anonymous and don't want to be tracked by big government and blah blah blah. blah. And this is the big argument which is I have Tor installed on my laptop and I'm not doing anything oh yeah totally Uh, I'm not doing anything that is illegal or untoward but there may be occasions where actually how will we know though because it's anonymous yes where my anonymity is important to me damn it Right, when you look up your My Little Pony websites, whatever you're looking it's, at. It's mostly, I just use it to uh, game the poll on WeDrunkWeKnowThings.com. Oh, nice. I just log in on just apps, so that seems to work as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but nobody oh, can God, chase it back to me. it's just us voting on those polls, isn't it? <laughs> we don't it's have really any listeners, Mike. I never get the films that I actually Mike, want to I've do. Mike, I've never so put a single episode of this I podcast always, online. How do I always get the film I don't want to do when I'm the only person? Fucking naked gun. <laughs> but I guess it also it has it has if you're working if you're living in a country with like an oppressive government or something it like could be, Guernsey you're like Guernsey you know yeah but it could be quite good for um, coordinating 
activism and that kind of stuff without fear of reprisals and things like that, that's that would be quite handy. Well, yeah, situations where you really don't want the man listening sure. in. Yeah. Say, for example, if you're organising an Arab Spring. Well, that's what I mean. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That kind of thing, yeah. Then, uh, say if you're organising an Arab Spring. You say it like you're organising a barbecue. Well, it kind of was. <laughs> they just weren't cooking. Let's move on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's... It's not just the the big events as well. It's the um, smaller situations where actually you uh, may wish to send information out of your country that that country really doesn't want leaving. Right. Okay. Um, so you live in Syria, for example, and you want sure, to yeah, send yeah. A, a report. If you on, want to leak about human rights violations in yes. China or Syria or something, um, then you want to. Be now to this is where we get into kind of another grey area where right. we're not going to judge, but this is the whole kind of WikiLeaks space right. and the idea that actually there is some information that could be considered to be in the greater that good. Guy is a wanker, Which one? Snowden. Yeah, no, not Snowden. Oh, Assange. Yes, he's a wanker, though, right? He's a monkey. He's a wanker. Assange. Clues in the name. Oh, very good. Very, very good. Uh, yeah, he is. Um, by very good, I mean. But then at the same time, I'm not gonna lie. WikiLeaks is a massive power for good. Oh no, absolutely. But he is a wanker. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much of that, and I'm like, no, I really respect what they're doing, but he is a wanker. I think that this is the problem with, uh, uh, with, in my view, anyway, this is the problem with a lot of the libertarianism generally. They're wankers. It's a lot of them are such gits. You would get so much more traction in the world if you weren't such a ginormous (laughs) tosser. Exactly. I kind of get it, and I do, I really do, but it's really hard to side with you because you're a fucking dick, mate. It's really... Have you anyway. tried not being a piece of shit? I don't know. But they... You live in a grey area, so you... Anyway. Yeah. So, um, and there are all sorts of, you know, genuine, solid sure. reasons yeah, for yeah, using yeah. this. Um, there are also, of course, all sorts of completely fatuous reasons for using it. Sure. You know, I joked before about... Joked about gaming out of hole. I don't yeah. do that. Um, no, do I. But there are an awful lot of situations out there that currently require God, fairly weak right? verification of yeah. who you are on yeah, 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 the absolutely. internet. You know, like Facebook or Twitter. Yeah. Wankers. Well, you kind of have to log in to Facebook and Twitter. You have but, to make up a name and then um, type it in. But other than that. And it's got to the point where certain uh, web services mm. have actually started explicitly blocking Tor. Oh, really? So okay. the biggest one, hilariously... Uh, as much as WikiLeaks is like Tor's biggest fan, right? Um, Wikipedia yeah. restricts edits that come from Tor exit notes. Right, because they news. have to be reviewed. Right, yeah. Because so. it's the ultimate anonymous way to just sling mud, right? Yeah, of course. You I can, just can write whatever. download a piece of software, connect to um, if I had a Wikipedia. Wikipedia. Page, you could write, he's got the world's smallest penis, and then, you know, whatever. And that's not true. No. Shut up. What are you talking about? You've got a small penis. Shut up. I'm not crying. Come up with a, what's it, citation needed? <laughs> yeah, citation needed, yeah, I love that. And then six people post Polaroids. What? Straight. I did have six people around. So if I can ask a question. You can ask. There is uh, no guarantee you don't I have can to answer. answer it. I just want to ask a question, put it out there. Uh, did Edward Snowden use Tor then? Or did he just like download it onto a USB stick and then put it in his pocket and then sneak it out? He, I haven't seen that film, that Oliver Stone film, so I He don't know. did. Right. Although, given the volume of data that he was transmitting, he probably didn't do it for all of it. So why does everyone know he's Edward Snowden then? Well, because he's Edward Snowden. But was he like, hey, I'm Edward Snowden, I've got loads of info. What, the thing I never understood about Edward Snowden is he stole loads of information or whatever and leaked it, and that's fine, awesome, mm-hmm. brilliant, whatever. Um, but why do we all know who he is? Wouldn't it have been better for him to do it? If there is this thing that he could have done it anonymously... 
Could he not have just used Tor to send it to the Washington Post and Tom Hanks and Meryl Streep could have had an argument about whether or not to publish it? There is an argument about um, plausibility um, and also right. the fact okay. that so having... So gave it legitimacy that a person was... Okay, this is... I, I can't say that this is actual <laughs> sorry, this fact. Is this is a, opinion. This is probably a podcast unto itself. But, I'm sorry, I just... Um, they would have eventually worked out that he had done it. Okay. And the best way for him to assume a position of relative safety... Right. Was to, Fuck off to Russia. own the leak. <laughs> okay. Okay. And my other question is, why point? doesn't he ever comb his hair when he's on TV? <laughs> <laughs> I don't Come know. on, mate. Why are you wearing the baseball cap? We're indoors. Yeah, but it's because my hair is big. Yeah, there you go. Maybe he's got big hair. That's maybe. If anything comes out of this podcast for good, what I really would like to say is, Edward Snowden, just put a baseball cap on. You look better, mate. Also, he looks a bit gaunt. Um, He's got quite a lot on his shoulders, you know, exposed the spying nature of one of the greatest countries in the world, allegedly. He's all right. Oh, he's fine, but... They made a film out of him and everything. He had the bloke out of Inception in it. He's never allowed to go anywhere near the US again in case they actually shoot him for treason. so, So essentially, Tor is like anything, whether it be any tool of any variety, it's if you're a dick, you'll use it for dickish reasons. Yes. And if you're not, then you'll use it for good reasons. It's like Kleenex. You know, right. Most people use it to wipe their bums or clean up spills. Some people use it to TP houses at Halloween. Okay. It's right. still the same toilet roll. Sure. I really wish that was the end of the podcast now, that we could just end on that. But I've got, I think we can't, because we've got an amazing fact. I, w- I would hope so. Um, in fact, we've kind of got two. Um, okay. Because it came up off mic. The first one. Um, so remember, we talked before about uh, Russell Brecht, who uh, invented the Silk Road. Yes. Um, and we were chatting off mic, and it turns out that um, you weren't aware where he got his screen name. Or In fact, what his screen name was. You thought his screen name was. Uh, Russell Brecht at PirateBay.com. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> R. Albrecht 83. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, so his screen name was actually the Dread Pirate Roberts. Uh, right. And you're looking blank, which is not the reaction I was hoping for. It, it, no, hang on. It's One-Eyed Willie from Goonies. Uh, go on. Who's that? Well, oh, this God. is... This is going to be embarrassing, isn't it? This is the, the pirate character in The Princess Bride. Yeah, you... Um, uh, I've never seen The Princess Bride. How, how have you never seen yeah. The Princess Bride? Every film person will tell you, every person that's interested in film will tell you that they have gaps, and... It's one hell of a gap. I had two gaps, and about five years ago, I finally watched Taxi Driver, and my other gap is, I haven't seen Princess Bride. Okay, you need to rectify that, like, this weekend. And what's really annoying, it's one of those movies that, like, there's reference in everything. There are episodes of Tale of Television that are referencing it, and I get it. I, you know, I get it, because... I get the references because I've seen enough TV, but I've never seen it. So you have no idea if I say "Have fun storming the castle." No. Oh my god. I like I am something Montoya, and you killed my father or something. That's a whole thing. Don't know. It's got Andre the Giant in it. It has. It's sort of like Carol Kane in it. And Mandy Patinkin. He's my fave. I love him. Is that um, the one with the guy from Saw in it? Carl Ewells. Carrie Ewells. Yeah. Yeah, it is him. Yeah. yeah. From Robin Hood Men in Tights. Yeah. So you've seen Boing. Robin Hood Men in Tights. You've not seen, seen Robin Hood, man. Right. I've seen Sharknado 4, <clears throat> and I've we, not seen Bones of Hyde. We're going we, to do the other amazing fact. I've seen that movie Soldier with Kurt Russell, which is like a pseudo, like, sideways sequel to uh, Blade So Bird. have I, but I've also seen A Princess Bride. I haven't Bride. seen Princess Bride. 
So, the other amazing fact. There's a pirate in Prince Sprite. Yes, a dread pirate. And he's called Robert. <laughs> okay, so let's do the other amazing fact before you kill me. So the other amazing fact, the original amazing fact. Anyway, <laughs> we're, we're still talking about Albrecht. Right. Um, he, he was a university graduate and well, self-confessed libertarian. Right. Shocker. Um, until he was arrested, he'd actually been living under a different pseudonym, Joshua Terry. Right. In a small shared flat near to... Joshua um, Terry, is that a reference to something to, I should have watched no, as well? No. <laughs> okay, reference to sock, towels, nappies. I, I should, we, should, we should point out to the listener that... Between the amazing facts, we've had a ten-minute gap where we've had to pause the podcast There's been so a that you and our producer can shout at me for <laughs> not having seen, seen the Princess Bride. Fair enough. I won't um, watch it tonight. So anyway, this is amazing. So right. yeah, we're building up to a thing here. I hope so. Um, <laughs> told his housemates that he was uh, a currency trader. He was trading foreign exchange currencies okay, right. uh, to try and explain why he was sat at his computer all day. Why he was sat at his computer yeah. all day and all night. Yeah, yeah. Um, and when he was arrested, right. the FBI allege that they confiscated 144,000 Bitcoin because the Silk Road... 144,000 Bitcoin? The Silk Road was based on Bitcoin. Which are what, like £11,000 each at the minute? Yeah, so that's currently worth, current market rate, 1.5 billion US dollars. What?! And sorry, sorry, sorry. I know, sorry. I'm not meant to shout that loudly into the microphone. What? And that <laughs> was just his end of the Silk Road. So that's Crow. immediately confiscated proceeds of crime. Oh, yeah, totally. That's gone. Can't use that for his legal defense. They actually, well, they, they, sold, they sold it. So they sold it? Yeah. Well, the FBI didn't know what they had to do with Bitcoin. They couldn't treat it like money, so they couldn't spend it. They treated it like dollars. assets. And they sold it when what. it was worth considerably they, less than 1.5 billion. about not having enough money for that wall. <laughs> One and a half billion oh, dollars. Oh, that'd be amazing. Trump gets his wall built off the back of the drip for Robert. Never uh, to be conflicted. But I, I <laughs> sorry. I would like to go back to what you said before. His roommates. He told his roommates. So he's got one and a half billion dollars of bitcoins. He's got roommates. Well, it wasn't worth Come one and a half billion son. dollars at the time. It was probably uh, worth okay. more, like a, a couple hundred million. Um, oh yeah, so you know, still, you know, like every yeah, couple of hundred poor. millionaire, he's got a right. fucking roommate. Oh yeah, he's what? a crazy Russell Brecht should have fucking treat himself. Treat yourself, Russell Brecht. I mean, not now. Well, treat, no, I mean, now treating yourself right. now is yeah. not getting raped in the showers, but you know, they got the good pot noodle back in at commissary. Say what you like about libertarians, but um, you know, they live thrifty. So anyway, that's pretty much talk. One and a half billion dollars. <laughs> Can't believe you haven't seen the Princess Bride. <laughs> I know. Okay. Anyway, so that's, bit, that's, that's, onion, that's onion rooting. That's onion rooting and a bit of garlic rooting. I'm not sure that I like that that exists. If you, if you add some tomato rooting, um, I don't like. I don't trust people rooting. enough to have that for that to have a legitimate reason to exist. That's well. This is the thing. But yeah, it's for freedom, isn't it? It's about freedom. It's not about freedom, though. But it's about freedom. Yeah. Also. Who are eighty percent of your users? Are they people that are, like want freedom, or are they sketchy motherfuckers? And by sketchy, I mean selling people. By definition, <laughs> by definition, you don't know, and we can't know. Well, that I'll is assume. entirely the point: is that if you're approaching the internet from the perspective of genuine freedom of speech, and that's right. the freedom to speak 
shot in an adversary sense to your government or to report journalistically or unfortunately to discuss yeah. child pornography you've with other good, sickos you've got to take the good and take the bad and there you have the facts of life um, but you know you do you, it's tough shit isn't it if you want it you can't have it both ways unfortunately it's a double-edged sword isn't it it's you want freedom then unfortunately people are also fucking pieces of shit people so. are free to be pieces of shit yeah you what look a like you're, of an end note. <laughs> you're about to throw up. Ugh, God, I hope the Princess Bride cheers me up. <laughs> this has been the tech segment of We're Drunk and We Know Things. We've been recording in the Troubadour in St. Helier, Jersey, drinking various and many liberation beers, talking about onion rooting, getting a bit scared, getting yelled at for not having seen the Princess Bride, still getting looked at. Like you're like a dog that's shit on the carpet because you haven't seen the fucking movie. Uh, join us next month when we're doing um, P. That comes off the row. Uh, so probably like I'm, I'm thinking we're going to do Persepolis. Let's do an Iranian animated movie next time. Let's really raise the bar. No, probably just Predator then. Please don't forget to like us on Facebook and on Twitter and on Instagram because we're, we're, Instagram is a, is a tough nut to crack. So, you know, just follow us on everything. And we frank, are W... Frankly, we, we need the validation. We do, it's true. It's, Desperately need it's you true. people. It, it, we're W-D-A-W-K-T on everything. So just go to all of your social medias and, like, just click the thumb up button. And, like, then put, I'll have a little smile. Put your thumb up us. And then I'll have a little smile. I'll have a little smile and it'll be really lovely. And it'll be good. Thanks. Bye. I love you. Bye. Here's a magic onion. So, did you? Hang. This has been the tech segment of We're Drunk and We Know Things. W D A W D.